This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. President Donald Trump has declared a national emergency as the country continues its fight against the spread of the coronavirus. To unleash the full power of the federal government in this effort today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. Two very big words. Trump says this will free up $50 billion in the fight against the disease. He says there's also more local steps to be taken. In furtherance of the order, I'm urging every state to set up emergency operation centers effective immediately. You're going to be hearing from some of the uh, largest companies and greatest retailers and Uh, medical companies in the world. They're standing right behind me and inside of me. I'm also asking every hospital in this country to activate its emergency preparedness plan so that they can meet the needs of Americans everywhere. The hospitals are very engaged. Negotiations continue between Congress and the administration on a stimulus bill to mitigate the economic impact of the disease and boost the government's response. The bill is expected to include additional funding for nutrition programs and allow for school lunches to be taken home and consumed off-site. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced this afternoon plans for the chamber to move ahead with its bill. But President Trump said later he does not support it in its current form. The disease is also bringing to light several issues that rural America will face as it reacts to the disease. R.J. Carney with the American Farm Bureau Federation says rural broadband will come into focus in the coronavirus response. We're seeing more and more schools begin to shutter their doors and relying on internet access to continue to teach the students. Unfortunately for rural students who do not have access, these are severe limitations for them to continue their education. He says this underscores the importance of the technology. Rural Americans rely on broadband for distance learning. They rely on broadband for telemedicine. We've seen a drastic decline in primary care physicians throughout rural America. So the high-speed connection that broadband provides is a quality-of-life standard for rural America. Stay tuned to AgriPulse for the latest on how the outbreak is impacting food and ag policy. Meanwhile, a long-running legal battle could be coming to an end. The Wall Street Journal reports Bayer has agreed to draft settlement terms with the law firms representing plaintiffs who allege glyphosate caused their cancers. According to the report, the settlement could end up in the neighborhood of $10 billion. In a statement to AgriPulse, a Bayer spokesperson said mediation discussions continue in good faith under a court order requiring confidentiality, and the company cannot comment on speculation about outcomes, timing, or progress. We could also be seeing resolution to a long-running trade priority. Canada has ratified the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement on an accelerated timeline due to the coronavirus outbreak. The Canadian Senate received the bill from the country's House of Commons this morning and cleared the bill a few hours later. Canada, Mexico, and the United States have all now ratified the deal, clearing the path for the renegotiated trade pacts to go into effect later this year. For more on both stories, check out our coverage on agripulse.com. Rough weather last year caused planting problems across the Corn Belt. AgriPulse's Ben Nully reports traders are expecting a surge in acres this year. Grain traders are expecting an increase in corn and soybean planted acres in the prospective plantings report set to be released later this month. You know, in regards to prospective plantings, the trade's looking for maybe 4 million additional corn, 9 million additional for beans compared to planted last year. Wheat should be about unchanged. That's Allendale broker Nathan Cardwell. As to whether producers plant more corn than soybeans, he thinks... They usually do the same rotations. I think that'll be expected. 
you know, we'll have to see how input costs affect this as well. And I think also whether or not the planting conditions, you know, are we going to see any wet conditions, um, even prevented planted acres again? All in all, I think the normal rotation should be expected compared to last year. According to USDA, producers planted 91.7 million acres of corn and 80 million acres of soybeans last year. The National Agricultural Statistics Service is scheduled to release the prospective plantings report March 31st. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.